I'll tell you what we're going to talk about in this one. Uh, hold on. I feel like... Can you hear me? I was telling you no. <laughs> I mean, I can when you go. Okay. Welcome, everybody, to the... T- oh, I almost said Tell Me Something yeah. podcast. <laughs> oh, shit. Flashback. Throwing it back. Yeah. That was a weird flashback. All right. Welcome, everybody, to the Ville House podcast. I'm your host, Cruz Robbie Villanueva, alongside my beautiful co-host, Holly Nicole Villanueva. What's Hello. up, babes? You have to wait okay, until I say it. Go ahead. What is up, babes? Well, you know. It's like you haven't done this forever. We got called out, people. We got called out for not putting out a podcast this morning. Yes. So here we are. I totally meant to do one yesterday, too, and just the day slipped away from us. Yeah, it it really did. Uh, That's an excuse. It is. But. It's not that we didn't have time. We just, we kept putting things off. It's been a a long couple weeks, so um, it was nice to just kind of chill out yesterday, which isn't an excuse. We should have put out a podcast. That's our, our thing, but yeah. We were supposed to, and then it got really late. Because we did our workout really late last night. Yeah, we didn't get in bed till like midnight yesterday. Yeah. I signed off my last task at 11.53. 11.53. Yeah. Yep. And now we're on day... 28. 28 of 75 hard phase one. Boom. Two days away from co- completing phase one. And it has been great. But we'll talk about it on the next podcast when we finish. Yes. We'll, we'll do a wrap up of phase phase one. For this podcast, I thought we would. I have nothing prepared. Oh, okay. But I kind of want to talk. Ta ta ta. I wanted to talk about a topic that's near and dear to my heart. Oh. But you can't guess what it is. Reading. Writing. Football. Football. <laughs> no, not football. But football season is coming up soon, yeah. and I'm pretty excited about it. This is our year, baby. Cowboys, what up? Every year's year. Super Bowl. Yes, it is. <laughs> All right. One of these days, I'll be right. One of these years. Uh, I thought we would talk about personal development. Ooh, dun, dun, dun. Seen as this. That goes into your reading and writing. I was kind of right on both of those. Yeah, that, you didn't let me finish, though. That was going to say, yeah, that's sort of it, but no, oh, you cut me off. Um, but since this is labeled as a personal development podcast or self-improvement podcast why don't we do personal development i like it where is the top thing that makes you feel alive whoa where did that question come from i listened to it on the andy priscilla podcast what is the top thing that makes you feel alive he tells his top three things but i'm not gonna tell you what his are until you tell me what yours is i'll just look them up no, you have to just answer the question. <laughs> okay, the top three things that make me feel alive. Alive. Uh, let's see. That make me feel alive. And this is supposed to be personal development? Well, I mean, it, it just talks about, he kind of went into, through personal development, he found the things that actually give him, like, the feeling of being alive. Uh, anytime I play sports and you start getting that, uh, I, don't, I don't know what what you call it, but adrenaline. You, you get that rush, you get the adrenaline going, mm-hmm. and you're like in the the middle of competition, and then like that's when I talk the most shit when I yeah. start playing sports and competing with people, especially basketball, football, because that's what I'm good at. But 
at the beginning, I'm just like reserved, you know, my normal self, just whatever, let's play. And then after you start playing and maybe basketball, you start hitting a couple of shots or you block a shot or steal the ball or whatever, and you start getting into it, competitiveness, competitiveness comes out, start talking shit. <laughs> it just, it, it, takes a, it takes a minute. Yeah. But I, I would say that's one thing, like playing sports and being competitive or being competitive, period. Yeah. Um, Cause you kind of get that feeling. You went completely opposite of the things that Andy Priscilla talked about. Oh, but that's why I wanted to listen to yours first. Well, uh, yeah. So make me feel alive. Um, so that, but I was gonna say you kind of get that feeling when, when, uh, like if you've ever been in a fight before. That's the feeling you're getting, like right before you get in a fight, or when I feel you're like in you're, a fight. I think like in your mind, you're like, your body feels alive. Yes. But what I'm talking about is like per, per, personal developments, like mindset. What are the things that you do that make you feel like, I don't know. I'll just tell you any for Silas are because it would make more sense. I can't think of the third one, which is making me nuts after I asked the question. But the two that I can think of off the top are um, having a purpose, like figuring yes. out what your purpose is. Um and then the second one is gratitude. Like That's good. being in a situation where you have to like face the facts of I have so much more than this other person. Like not in a cocky way, but it's like it makes you really think about the things that you feel grateful for. I do that every day, to be honest, um, yeah. which is part of the reason why I get uh, internally frustrated or disappointed or all of those bad feelings whenever like I see the closet full of clothes or <laughs> there's so many shoes or we throw food away yeah. or like any of that like first world privilege shit. Yes, for sure. Um, yeah. So being on the podcast, <laughs> just, I mean, so he talks about how first form focuses a lot on some charity and I can't remember the name of it, but it's in Haiti. And one of the people from Haiti come over and they're like telling their life story about how um, like their parents adopted them out because they just couldn't afford to feed them. I mean, they were like old enough kids to know who their family is. And they were like, Hey, we, you got to go. Like we can't, we can't feed you and like give you water to bathe and drink and stuff. So they adopted them out. Um, and that's pretty common in Haiti, but I guess like through those people telling their stories to the first form motivational meetings that they have every Monday. Yeah. Um, it like, it kind of just struck a nerve where it's like, dang, you really have to like people get so wrapped up in the, like my parents were strict and um, whatever the case, why they had a bad childhood. And I'm not saying everybody doesn't have a bad childhood because some people gen like genuinely have bad childhoods. Yes. But um, I feel like just, so many people complain about the things that they went through in life and they use that as a crutch to be like, well, um, like I had a bad childhood and that's why I am the way I am now. And yeah. it's like, this is why I'm not where yeah. I want to be, or this is why I'm not mm -hmm. happy. This is why I'm not rich. This is why I'm not all the excuses. Right. Yeah. Then they tie it back but to it's their childhood. Finding your purpose. And then like looking at, yes, it might've been a bad childhood, but where can you find gratitude in those things? Like you had a house, you were fed, you had yeah. clothes, um, and those are things that to us, it's just normal. Like if you don't have those things, it's something crazy is going on. Right. But 
in the grand scheme of things, like that's so, um, so rare to a lot of people in many different countries. Yeah. I, I try, I don't like intentionally practice gratitude, like sit down and then list out all the things that I'm grateful for, but I'm always thinking about it. Like every once in a while we'll walk around the house or I'm driving in my truck. It's like, man, I can't believe like I have this as insignificant as it may seem to other people. Those are sometimes the thoughts I have. uh, And I'm sure I'm not the only one, but it's like, oh man, I can't believe I live in this neighborhood or man, I can't believe this is what I do Mm -hmm. for a living. And it's just weird. Right. Or like, I can't believe I have money in my pocket to go and buy food if I wanted to. Um, But like for some people it's the extreme when it comes to what they didn't have or the shit that they went through it, it, bottom line is it could always be worse it can yeah. always be worse right yeah so and i don't know i guess the thing that really made me think about it today was um we were at gymnastics and they had like a sign and I'm really bad about this. So like you'll be mad after cause I haven't like talked to you about this yet, but oh, they had a sign that said buy one leotard, get one half off. And so I told the girls like you can get a leotard, <laughs> but, um, so I let them pick out a leotard or whatever. And Elena, she's like the one who normally is very like in touch with her emotions. Mm-hmm. And she was like, thanks so much for buying us the leotards like there's a lot of people's parents who can't buy their kids leotards from here yeah and then it just like i don't know it it got me in the feels um where sometimes i think like oh these kids are so spoiled and it just makes like me nuts and i feel like they're ungrateful but then you catch those little moments where it's like i feel like we've taught them in a way that they do understand that there's a lot of people who don't have what they have or the moments where they're trying to like sneak some of their older clothes in their backpack to give to somebody to school or at school or whatever. And in those moments, it's like, all right, we're doing something right there to teach them to be Yeah, they're aware grateful of it for at least. Thing. Yeah. And they do the what they can whenever, whenever they get a chance. Not saying that they're always like that, but at least they think about it and sometimes they do something about it. But I mean, they really enjoy like helping. They do. Like i don't want to say a less fortunate because that sounds bad but like if they see something where they can help someone no matter what the case is like they want to do it yeah doing something for a good cause or yeah just helping somebody out uh and it doesn't even have to be somebody less fortunate it's just helping like maybe it's for the community or whatever they like doing that stuff yeah which is great that's the that's the attitude that we want them to have right All right, so I went on a tangent. I just wanted to ask you the question that I was listening to on the podcast when we were doing our second workout. No, and that's a good one because I, I do always think about it, and I don't know. I just feel like not enough people – I don't know. I, I don't want to say, like, they're not grateful because maybe they are, but there's so much complaining about little yeah. shit. Um, and, yes, I complain too. I complain about stupid stuff. But uh, when you sit back and you look at the big picture, it's not really nothing – to complain about it's the moments that catch me off guard when i really feel it where we're like um like the one that just springs to mind is like if we're all just sitting there watching tv or something we're all kind of in our own little world and then like one of the kids will just come up and like tickle you or something and it's just like the um the unplanned like laughter and you can kind of look around and like see the family unit like jiving i guess and it's like, man, like this is our home, this is our family, and those are the moments that 
kind of catch me. And those are the best times when when you can just like sit back and enjoy those little moments with the kids because those are the things that make life great. Mm. Um, it's I was thinking so two I was thinking of two quotes while we were talking about this. Um, man, I just feel like this is not recording. I don't know why. Um, but okay, so I was thinking of two quotes while we started talking about this, and. One was from... I'm getting bad feedback. Yeah. One was from Jim Carrey. And it says... He said something along the lines of, I wish everybody could get rich so they could understand how it will not bring you happiness yeah. at all. Because um, he's one of those guys. He's a huge advocate for depression and all that, all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but that's something I think about too. It's like, man, I have all this. If I were to lose it and go back to like how we used to live way back in the day, would I still be pretty happy? Like, yeah, I would hope so. Right. Yeah. Um, and then the other thing, the other one, I wrote this quote down the other day. I was, I was reading this book and I thought the book was stupid and it wasn't until I came across this co- quote and I, then I really invested myself in the book uh, and I really took it to heart. But the quote was, um, it's not, it's not your, oh no, it's your doing and your being, not your having, that ultimately matter in life. So it doesn't matter all the shit that you gain, all status and, and material shit and, you know, all the stuff that we all seek to either prove a point or live comfortably or just show off or whatever. It's just, it's the stuff that you do day in and day out. And then just how you feel about yourself. That's ultimately going to matter. Like, and that ties into relationships and friendships and, and, uh, like parenthood and all that, you know, family. But I mean, I will say, and again, I'll go back to the podcast I listened to today from Andy Priscilla, but, um, I will say people think that things bring them happiness. So like maybe in the moment and Andrew still talked about this in his podcast today. I don't, well, it's not one from today. It's a couple of days old, but um, he talked about how people think like, you know, I'm going out with my family because like, for example, like you got a promotion today, right? So <laughs> if we would have went out to dinner tonight for your promotion and instead of eating healthy and staying on phase one, we came up with an excuse and we're like, oh, you know, like we don't really get to celebrate these opportunities often. Um, we're here with the kids and we come up with excuses for ourselves on why we want that momentary happiness. Like we're happy in the moment. So like, so like right now we're like, oh man, you know what was really good? Those rattlesnake bites from Texas Roadhouse. Those oh, were man, on those point. Those delicious. But when you leave, you're not happy anymore because you know you broke your discipline. Discipline was the third one. You broke your discipline. Like, so then you're like, okay, I was doing so well. And like, what threw me off? So it's just those little moments of, yes, happiness can be momentarily in things, but your overall happiness doesn't really revolve around thing around things, I guess, if that makes sense. Yeah, it's it's not long yeah, because it doesn't bring you long lasting happiness and it's like 
Uh, yeah. It's like the song, money can't buy happiness, but it can buy me a boat. Yeah. <laughs> right? Yeah, it's like, temporary, and it's so it's so short-lived. Uh, almost with anything that you buy, it feels like like when we got the house, it was like, oh, man, this is so fucking amazing. I love it. Oh, and then after a while, it's just like, well, it's, it's our house, right? Yeah. I, I'm glad because we're all here, but. We become know. desensitized to, like, being grateful for the things we have because they're just. Yeah. Like we're so accustomed to having these nice things that if we lost them, like let's say something happened and we lost everything tomorrow. Um, I think we would be sad that we lost the things, but I think our overall internal happiness of like, we are safe. Our kids are safe. We're still a family. Like that happiness would still be there. It wouldn't be like, oh, like I hate being a mom because I lost these material things. Um, and people get so wrapped up in that. Like, I can't be a good parent if I don't, like, buy my kid the nicest clothes or whatever. And yeah, and that kind of stuff just, uh, I use, I mean, I used to be like that in some senses where it's like having these things make me feel happy because other people see like this facade. But then like, as I got older and kind of, figured out life i guess it was just like oh like happiness is derived from so many things and and my gratitude of those things aren't necessarily based on materialistic objects right like it's it's the the family and the the things that we those little moments like you said that really stick it out for me yeah the whole materialism thing like oh man like i was really materialistic growing up up until maybe like I think even when we got married I was already like over it like the clothes and all that shit um but I just remember growing up like the things you have it's kind of what defines you yeah so like the house that I grew up in it was nothing compared to the house that other people grew up in and like the things that they had and the like the cars that we had and it was some of the stuff was embarrassing the clothes that I had I never had great shoes or great clothes it was embarrassing had a lot of hand-me-downs and then people talk shit and that's like the last thing you want so it kind of ties into your uh to that feeling that like I don't want that feeling I want people to respect me I want people to look at me and be impressed and then it falls into that category and then somewhere along the way as I got older and I was able to like get myself the fancy clothes a nice car a good place to live and i you realize it's like well this doesn't do anything for me like um it whether you impress people or if they respect you simply because of the shit that you're wearing or the things that you have it's just it's not the same and and then that's like there was a lot more to that but that's kind of where it like clicked for me like man i just want to be comfortable in my own skin yeah and like now it's like i like to wear shorts and shirt all the time and if i could that's what i would wear right i don't give a shit about the the fashion and and all that crap um and i don't know where i was going with that but that was kind of like uh so yeah i guess like for me things don't matter one of the so when i was in high school i kind of got my first sampling of it of like how inconsequential things are so Growing up, I went to a bunch of different schools. Like, I can't even name all the schools I went to just based on family life and things that happened within my family. But when I started 
eighth grade, from eighth grade to graduation, I was in the same like district, I guess. Well, when we were in high school, kind of like your status symbol was like what car you drove when you could start driving. So you had like the rich kids who had like all the super like fancy lifted trucks and yeah. And you know, people be like, daddy's money, daddy bought him that or whatever. And it's like, okay, but like, that's not my business. And I got like some $1,200 beater that I had to pay for. <laughs> and like the paint was mismatched and I didn't care because it was my car. And I took, I like would clean it. And I mean, I took pride in it, but one of the one that really like got me was, and I'm not going to like name shame or anything, but I had a friend and I'm still friends with her now, but she got a really nice car when she was able to drive. And it was like, brand new off the lot paid for and it was just like it was a nice car and people would always talk shit about it like not about her having a nice car but about like oh well like it must be nice if somebody just hands you a paid off car you know Mm -hmm. but the story behind that was like her mom died and she had like an inheritance and when she turned a certain age she could like use money to buy a car so like yes she had a nice car but I'm sure she would much rather have her mom than like a nice car, you know? And, and I really struggle with that of when people were talking about it, where I would be like, shut the hell up. Like you don't know the story behind it because if she could have her mom back, like I'm sure she would drive whatever car, you know, but people don't think that take that stuff into consideration where it made me very grateful for like my piece of crap card that I had, you know, it, yeah. it just put it into a different perspective. And then from there, I mean, obviously throughout the years, I got into like materialistic things where I'd be like, oh, I want to dress nice. I want this super nice purse that I can't afford or just these materialistic things. But I try to always find something that'll ground me back to like, what could I have if not? Like, could I have taken, could we as a family have gone somewhere and built memories instead of me buying this much money worth of shoes or whatever the case may be? It just, um, I always try to find something that'll ground me back to these things are nice, but it's not what, brings me happiness and without them i could still be okay yeah like uh and that's where purpose comes into comes into play right like you need purpose to to bring that happiness and with things it's like for me at least as soon as i'm able to have it or i know that i can reach it it's no longer i guess it's a chase that's fun like um like my first car was some piece of shit Dodge Shadow, although I love that car, right? Because it was my first car and it gave me freedom that I wasn't able to have when I didn't have a car. And then I was like, man, I wish I could, I wish I could afford this car, this, this car. And um, after a while, when I was able to afford the car that I wanted and I got that car, it was like, oh man, hell yeah, I have this car. And then it's like, okay, yeah, what's next? What's the next car I want? Um, until I realized like, I'm not a car person. I yeah. just, I just need a vehicle, <laughs> preferably a truck. Cause I like to haul shit every once in a while. Um, so I got away from the vehicle thing and it's like that with a lot of things, right? Like I've talked about it before. Like if you ever see me with a grill and some space jam Jordans, you will know that I have made it <laughs> because it's just, uh, it's like a, it's a symbol that, um, like I've become financially independent or a millionaire or whatever, right? In in my eyes, I've made it. Um, but then what's the next level after that? And like Jordan's like, I can afford them now. I can, 
I can buy Jordans whenever I want, but I refuse to because, I mean, for one, yeah, it's cool to have Jordans, but it's not really my thing. I'd rather not spend the money on it. And same thing with the grill. Like, at one point in time in my life, I thought that was, like, the epitome of balling, right? <laughs> that shit was so badass just to have a fucking grill. And now I think it's kind of silly, um, but I still want one. But yeah. I want one to represent that I've gotten this far in life. Yeah. Right. Um, but I think the more important piece to that is how I got there, yeah. how I'm going to get there and with who I got there with. Uh, and I think that's the part that brings happiness. And when you go back and look at everything, that's, it is, um, like football, for instance, fucking love football. Like I miss football. I wish I could still play football. Um, and some of the times where I had the most fun wasn't necessarily the games that we played. It was like the football practices and, and some of the shit like, yeah, it was a lot of it was hard as hell. But you remember that stuff and you like I loved it. Uh, I loved being out there in the heat. I loved out there running the ball, running from bigger dudes, trying not to get hit and then like just dying of thirst. And then, you know, at the end of the season or midway through the season, whatever, they hand you awards. But the awards are nothing. They're just yeah. it's like, hey, you did good. Here's a plaque or here's a paper or here's your name in the newspaper or whatever. Like the part that I fucking loved was the progress and then the actual action of yeah. what you were doing. Um, I don't know. That's my rant, if that makes any sense. Yeah, it's I mean, I think it just ties back into it. Like if you don't know what your purpose is, then you can't really be grateful for the things that you're doing to achieve that purpose. Cause if you're just like day in and day out doing stuff, that's like inconsequential, like means nothing to you. How can you really be like grateful for the things you garnered from that? I guess. Yeah. Um, like, am I in the military? Yes. Do I do my job? Yes. Am I good at my job? Sometimes do I think my purpose is to like, continue this journey no um but i know what my purpose is and i'm actively striving to get there right um and so when when i pass a class and i made an a in the class like i don't need kudos or like accolades from it but for me it's like another stepping stone to like get to my goal another thing to like say you know hey obviously I haven't been to school for a long time because we've been super like excuses right? I make an excuse on why I haven't been to school in a long time but I start class next week and I'm already super anxious about it I've already like come up with 20 excuses in my head of why I should like postpone this semester and don't start until the next semester um but it's just really going back to the three things that Andrew Priscilla said the discipline to do it even when I don't want to um fulfilling my purpose which is in my opinion to like teach people things they don't know like be able to help them achieve their own purpose and then being grateful for the things that this journey has given me throughout the throughout the way so uh yeah I don't know it's a it's definitely a a journey not a a quick a quick fix check mark situation yeah so so discipline and purpose discipline's hard um but like the best way to put discipline yeah shane <laughs> yeah. damn it shane um <clears throat> get back on 75 hard <laughs> uh but discipline like 
the best way that it's put is when uh, Jocko Willink says it. It's like discipline is freedom. Discipline is not a punishment where because when you have discipline, it frees you. Like he says, I have financial freedom freedom because I'm um, financially disciplined, right? Yeah. Like I'm physically fit because I'm um, disciplined in my fitness. And with everything else in life, if you have a discipline to it, if you're disciplined to that, you're going to be free. Like that's what discipline is. That's why his slogan is discipline is freedom and that's the best way i've ever heard heard it put um yeah i'm not like a huge i don't i've never heard the guy i can't even say i'm a fan because i don't know anything from him but um but yeah that that makes so much sense because obviously we're not going to like go delve deep into 75 hard but um like as i've said many times on the podcast i hate working out like i hate going to the gym it takes me forever to get going once i get going i'm okay but I'm like constantly looking at my watch, like how long have we been out here? How much time do I have left? Like <laughs> I'm going down the list, like, okay, three things down, four things to go. Um, I just don't enjoy it. But I have learned that through the discipline of it, I've seen changes in my body and in my fitness that I've never seen before ever, even when we've been disciplined before. I wouldn't really say we were disciplined before because we've never like stuck to It was sporadic. Things. Yeah, so like... um like I'm seeing little muscles in my arms, which are like something that I've always wanted because my arms have always been kind of jiggly. Yeah. So like it's nice to see that, but it's um, even when we when we were done with 75 hard before we started phase one, it was almost like I felt like I was breaking the rules from not working out. Yeah. And there's obviously no rules because I'm a fucking 31 year old woman and I can work out if I choose to or not. <laughs> but um, I just felt like I was doing something wrong because I have disciplined myself so much that working out is now part of my day. So um, obviously after these program sets, you know, like we need a rest day. My body, we don't need one. We choose to take one. Our body need, my body needs to rest. Um, but it it did. It just felt wrong. Or when we go out to eat, like. I will eat really bad. Obviously don't have to. It's something that I'm choosing to do, like have a cheat meal. Um, but immediately after that instant happiness, that instant gratification, I'm like, oh, that was miserable. Yeah. Like could have just ate chicken and rice at home. <laughs> yep. Yep. You so. feel like shit. Uh, and then what, what was the last one? Purpose. Yeah. Purpose is a big one and you got to find purpose in, well, you got to find purpose in life and in the things you do. So like my ultimate purpose is you guys, right? Life, kids, that's my purpose in life. Um, that first and foremost, not my only one though. Uh, when I was growing up, pretty much from like when I started playing football, I played little league, but it didn't really sink in. I started playing football and I started taking serious in middle school. And that's when I was like, man, I just like, this is all I want to do. And my only purpose going from seventh grade up until uh, the day I graduated high school and then one year in college, but it went down the drain. My purpose was football. It wasn't anything else. I lifted weights not to look good or get big, but to be to good be better, at football, yeah. right? I ate to fuel myself for football. I passed my classes to play football, right? Like everything I did was for football. That was my purpose during that time. And after I lost it, I lost my purpose. Like I didn't know 
what the hell I was supposed to do. Like people say, go to college and it's what you're supposed to do. My thing was like, I'm just going to play football my entire life. And yeah, I think if I work hard enough, I'll make it to the NFL. The thing is I slipped up and I didn't, I got caught up with all the other shit, you know, be cool, hang out with people, you know, drink, party, have fun. And it got the better of me. So football went out the way. So it's like, well, what the fuck's my purpose now? I thought that I had no other choice to go in any direction in life, so I joined the military. And when I joined the military, when I went to basic, like within that first week, I found my purpose. I was like, this is my purpose. This is what I want to do. I had decided, I was like, okay, I'm going to do 20 years of this shit at a minimum. Like, this is what I've been looking for. I'm back with the team. I'm back busting my ass. I'm working towards something. And not only that, I'm fucking getting paid for it. And the military is pretty much paying for everything, right? Yeah. So it was like I found my purpose and I just, that's where I fit in. So I don't know, until you guys came along, my purpose was the military, right? But I don't know. That's kind of, you, you got to find your purpose. And now it's like I want to get better so i guess another part of my of purpose is just bettering myself yeah, to was, better everything else i was gonna say that i feel like people get pigeonholed in when they hear what's your purpose like oh my purpose is to be a teacher my purpose is to be a doctor um but there's so much more to like who you are as a person than yeah. your occupation um so yeah it's like like you were saying like your purpose is to be a dad it's to be a husband it's to like be a good human being, be financially free. Um, and so you have so many different purposes, but at the end of the day, they all boil down into like, who are you as a human being? Not like, not what are the things you're trying to achieve, but you yourself as a human being, not your occupation, not your schooling, not your family. Um, and that overall defines like, what is your purpose? And if it's, if it's just a, hey, like I'm going to damn couch surf and hang out with friends and have fun and I don't want a family and I don't want an occupation or a career, um, maybe that's you doing you, you know. But um, I think it's it's good for everybody to sit down and really like go through that process of why am I doing the things I'm doing? Why am I striving to be a nurse? Why am I striving to go to med school? Um, and a lot of the times it's, oh, well, college was the next step like I just didn't know what I wanted to do so I was doing what everybody else was doing and I think a lot of times people find themselves in these situations where they're so far down a road it's too scary to turn back around yeah you know what I mean like um like I'll sometimes get students in the military and you know they by this point they've been in the military for like at least six eight months um and I'm like hey why'd you join the military you know and they're like Oh, I couldn't get a job. And I'm like, you signed six years of your life away because you couldn't get a job. And they're like, yeah, like as soon as I hate it here, as soon as I'm done, I'm out. And I'm like, okay, <laughs> uh, that was probably a bad decision on your part. But now at six years, you're so far down a road and you're so far entranced in this new life that to turn around and start over is terrifying. It's like, should I just stick it out and stick with what I know? Or do I follow like what my purpose is and figure out what I'm trying to do with my own life? And I know I went on a tangent as well, but it's, 
I think people get pigeonholed into purpose equals occupation, and I highly advise against that. Yeah, that's that's not always the case. Um, I mean, I would argue that sometimes people are their occupation is their purpose, which is fine. But I think it shouldn't be your only purpose, though. Yeah, it should. Well, yeah, like ninety five percent of the time, that's yeah. it's, made that's that. not that's a the made up case. statistic. Um, yeah, <laughs> I, yeah. In my opinion, ninety five percent of the time, I would imagine ninety five percent of the time that's that's not the case. There's very few amount of people like their purpose is their work. Um, like I'm reading a book on Warren Buffett right now, and seriously, like everything that's written about him, it's his biography. Uh, it's supposed to be the biography for Warren Buffett. Like his purpose was his work, which was investing right in in stocks and and businesses and whatever like that's he had yes he had a family he he uh he had a wife he had a kids but they talk about it's like well you, they he pretty much just had him just because that's what you're supposed to do right but i mean he rarely spent time with them at dinner like he did the occasional take him to a game or take him out or get him ice cream or whatever but like he was right back into um, researching stocks and reading about stocks and investing and all this other crap and it's like that was his purpose and he found it early in life some people don't find it until late but yeah um it might be your op- occupation but more than likely it's not uh yeah and what? like i didn't mean to discourage people if your work is your purpose like i feel like there are some people who are they do their job and I'll just say like a doctor, for example, like uh, your purpose could be like you just genuinely as a human being want to help others. And through that purpose, being a doctor is your occupation. Yeah. Um, but you just have to, I think it's a hard conversation to have with yourself to like sit down and say, why am I doing these things? Um, and if you change that, it's an, I just feel like people make these with this, and again, this is my opinion. I feel like people make these split decisions out of convenience in the moment. Um, and then thinking back, you're like, why did I do that? But you'll never like vocalize those concerns or have those conversations with people. Um, so yeah, I don't know. Yeah, it's tough once you start doing something. And uh, like if you get a job and you realize you're not happy with that job, but you got bills to pay, um, you start looking for your purpose that will pay off. Uh, your purpose might not always be monetized, but if you can figure out a way to monetize it while doing your purpose, like great on you. I mean, you can have a job and then do something on the side that is working towards your purpose and go ahead and do that, right? That, that'll bring that. Okay, it's going back. We just got disconnected. Oh, but yeah, it's like the, so for those of you who I talked to about it before, um, like, a 19-year-old kid backed into my car and it was in the shop for like the past week. But when I dropped it off at the shop, we had to get like a shuttle over to Enterprise so I could get a rental car. And the the guy that was there, he was saying, you know, um, his husband was in the military and he worked at Enterprise just because they were moving a lot and he couldn't find a good job. But he knew he wanted to be a teacher and a coach for some sport. I don't remember what sport it was. I was not that invested in the conversation. Okay. <laughs> like, let's be honest. Um, but 
he worked at Starbucks for four years, and he, he said he hated his job every single day, but Starbucks paid for his bachelor's degree. Like, they paid for him to go to school for four years to get his teaching degree, and he has it now. Um, and he just had to, like, grind it out, going through, like you said, like, finding – like grinding through the hard days to get to your purpose where like now he can teach if he wants to he's working at enterprise just because they're about to move from here and he doesn't want to like go through the process of getting hired just to move but um but yeah man like that's just the part of it is just grinding to get to to where you want to be at yeah there's uh there's this awesome book um like if you're one of those people that um like you're di- completely dissatisfied with your job and you want to do something else, something that's like calls to your purpose, right? Or you think it's your purpose. Um, it helps you. It, it's kind of like a guide that guide that sends you in that direction and helps you out. Um, but it boils down to like, think of your job as an investment to uh, working towards your purpose Yeah. until you, fi- you can finally just live off of your purpose, right? Or yeah, make a life just doing your purpose and you can break away from your job and whatever it else. Uh, it's called Quitter by John Acuff. I think is his name. Yeah. Um, he used to be part of like the Ramsey, Ramsey group. So he's a little bit, uh, I think he does well trying to keep it away from the religious side. Um, but it, it's a pretty good book. Uh, so if you're interested in that, you should go check that one out. Quitter by Quit. John Acuff. Yeah. I don't know. I feel like I'm going to go on a rant here for a minute, but like right now where there's so many people who are out of work um, and there are so many businesses that are struggling, not because they don't have customers, but because they cannot find employees to keep the business alive. Yeah. Um, And I sometimes think that people get into that mindset of I'm above all of this so I would rather not have a job than work a job that seems below me. Yeah. Um, and so I get frustrated sometimes when people are on like Facebook or LinkedIn or whatever the case may be. And they're like, I have been looking everywhere and I can't find a job. And it's like, I'm going to call BS because literally every single place that I go to in my day-to-day life has a hiring sign. So it's sometimes you just have to like veer off the path a little bit to get yourself back to where you want to be. Um, and I think it's, in my opinion, it's really hard for people to say, you know, I was here and now I have to take a few steps back to be able to surpass where I was at previously. Yeah. Um, and it's a, it's definitely a struggle. Yeah. And, and I've never been in a position to like hire somebody, but, um, like, wouldn't you rather have the guy that got fired but is slowly working back to getting to where he was by taking that minimum wage job and just going from there. Or that guy that just sat on his ass, collected unemployment, did nothing and just sending resumes all day and expecting somebody to give him a job. Yeah. I mean, I would rather have the dude that's working like that's willing to put in the work. Yeah. It's a, not feel sorry for himself. It's hard. And you get in those positions where like as an employer where you're like, okay, this guy has a really good resume, but he's been out of the game for a year, right? So what all has changed in the past year? Probably a lot to where this guy, he might not have been doing the job we're going to hire him for, but he's at least been 
doing something in this field where he can see the changes that have been made. So you might get passed over for somebody who's less qualified than you because you've been out of the game for so long or that person has just been, like you said, they're they're showing the initiative, the motivation that um, so many people are lacking right now. Yeah. But, I mean, send me that unemployment. Stay at home. <laughs> can just I kidding. get that check, too? <laughs> oh, yeah. man. Uh, I think we're good. We're at 45 minutes. Okay. Uh, and we could stop I went on a tangent. I know that's not what you want to talk about, but. What? Yeah. I no, that was good. Yeah. That was good. We It it ties in. And if you don't think so, well, whatever. <laughs> um, all right. Uh, thanks, everybody, for listening. Uh, hey, go check out the website. Give us a like on Facebook uh, and a heart on in- Instagram. And, give them uh, a heart. Yeah. <laughs> give them, a, like Dallas says, give them a like. Um if you're listening on Apple Podcasts, do us a favor and give us a review. Just scroll all the way to the bottom. Please hit that fifth star or any star, whatever, and drop a review. Helps our podcast get out a, a little bit. But I never know how to say that. It, grow. It yeah, helps it helps our podcast our grow. Podcasts grow <laughs> all right? So help it grow uh, with the continuous growth that we're getting. And uh, subscribe wherever it is that you're listening to it. All right? Uh, that's all we have, babes. Peace out, Cub Scouts. Peace out, Cub Scouts. We'll see y'all next week. Or actually, maybe in a few days. Maybe in a few days. All right. Later.